When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi there. My name is Zach Swamley, and this is an episode designed to inform you all about the Delegation Game. The Delegation Game is something very special that we are going to be launching in exactly one week's time. It's incredible that this time has really crept up on us, but I am aware that most of you still have questions. In the last week or so, I released a document and put it on the website, informing you all about, well, basically how this game would work and why you should be super excited. It then occurred to me that since the best responses I get are from reading things out to you guys in episode format, why don't I just read that document out to you so that you know what's what and so that you know the details without having to read anything? Wouldn't that be nice? So, yeah, that's basically what this episode will do. If you're not interested at all in the delegation game, then don't listen to this episode because it won't be very interesting to you. However, if you're curious, and even if you're not searching for a sales pitch, you just genuinely want to know how it will work then this is the right place to go. I'm only going to say this once in the beginning and once at the end so you don't get sick of it, but the best way by far to actually go through this whole process of signing up is first and foremost to listen here and make sure this is all for you, then to go and fill out the form which is available on the website, 
and then send out that form to me via email. If that filling out the form process sounds long and convoluted, it'll take about five minutes if you know exactly what you're doing. It's only simple things like who your delegate is, what he likes or doesn't like, what he wants to do and what he wants to avoid, that kind of thing. Nothing too convoluted like what you had for breakfast or anything like that. So don't you worry. There are a few concrete laws and things that we have to get through in this episode, but if you want to know about the delegation game and if you were curious as to how I would make it all work, then you've come to the right place. And I do hope you consider signing up, purely because it looks like it's going to be really, really fun. I'm going to read out the frequently asked questions at the end as well, because that can help inform people of what to avoid or what not to do, etc. So yeah, have a listen here, and then hop on over to the Patreon page if you want to sign up. So how do I play the delegation game? Well, this has been the most popular question I've received since imagining it into existence. It's a good question, and hopefully this document will provide you with all the detail you need, as well as some frequently asked questions which might also have occurred to you. It is possible that as time goes by and as the game advances, this episode will have to be updated, or a document on the website will have to be updated, since this is a learning experience for me as well, as I've obviously never done anything like this before. However, to begin with, I can state a few concrete laws which you will have to know about if you plan on taking part. Number 1. Episodes of the Delegation Game will be written as scripts and released every Friday from the 18th of January onwards. Patrons will be able to access the scripts of these, but all listeners will be able to listen to the episodes and follow the developing story, even if they don't have an avatar taking part, which can be nice if you're interested enough to listen but not interested enough to shell out the money, a distinction which I completely understand. The bulk of each episode will be shaped by the vote made on the weekly challenges, followed by the plot fermented by the delegates, and finally by speculation I engage with based on the character information you've given me. We will address these three topics below, so don't worry. Number three, those actually playing the delegation game will be eligible to vote and will be sent a form each week via email to facilitate this, but those that are not playing will not vote, and I had originally planned to use the Facebook group for the voting process, but then realised that that wouldn't really make much sense, so I'm going to use the email service to facilitate voting instead. Number 4. Votes will help push the story along, but when plots are presented to me, I will calculate their odds of success based on a dice roll, and the difficulty of this dice roll will be affected by the number of avatars supporting the plot. We will also address how dice rolls and plots work in more detail below. Number 5. We will have to suspend our disbelief somewhat during the course of the delegation game, particularly when it comes to the issue of voting. Where in real life the big three would have been unshakable in their convictions and decisions, in our game they will be influenced more by the outcome of the vote than they realistically would have been, and will often be forced to adhere to the result at certain circumstances. Number 6. It is not necessary to engage in a load of research or reading for this. At minimum, you need only send me your voting decision each week. On the other hand, it should go without saying that the more active you are in this game, the more prolific your avatar will be in these episodes, and the more you are likely to get back from it. So now that the kind of introducing the game section is done with, Let's look at the how to play section, where we'll learn more about weekly challenges, plots and character speculation. So how will the weekly challenges work? 
Well, every Friday, you will be sent a multiple choice form to vote on. So make sure you vote and send it back to me via email, wdfpodcast.hotmail.com, by 5pm GMT every Wednesday. This vote is factored in for the following Friday's episode, and it represents the most straightforward way in which the player can have an impact on proceedings, and it also forms the main body of the episode, so make sure you get your vote in on time. At the end of each episode, I will briefly explain the weekly challenges which will be faced, and the issues which you'll be asked to vote on for the following week. The form that the weekly challenges take and the options available to vote on will be based on the actual historical challenges faced by officials a hundred years ago. For example, just to break it down a bit, one challenge is how the delegates will react to the outbreak of the Irish War of Independence, and another is how they'll respond to the attempted assassination attempt of Georges Clemenceau. The options available in these situations range from allowing the default course of history to proceed, represented as the permit history option, to the more extreme end on the alternative history-making scale. And it's up to you to make your choice by putting a yes in the one box that you wish to select. And I should emphasize you only need to pick one option unless I specify otherwise. If you don't like the idea of filling out a form and then sending that form to me by attaching it to an email, simply notify me of your choices in the email that you sent. You don't necessarily have to send me back the form, but it can be easier for people to frame their answers that way. In the unlikely event that we have a tie, well, I guess I'll just flip a coin to determine the winning result, but ties are very unlikely. Players should be on the lookout for character-specific votes based on the potential impact which particular historical figures played as avatars can have on proceedings. A great example is with Theodore Roosevelt, who has been selected as an avatar. At some point, there will be a vote to petition for Teddy to have a seat on the five-man American delegation. This would give Teddy more influence and consequently serve as a convenient means through which the other avatars can wield influence. In return for using this influence, the player acting as Teddy can request certain concessions or advantages to increase his power. Woodrow Wilson would not like it, but sure, that's part of the fun. Finally, players are very much welcome to select real-life characters and watch the consequences develop as these personalities rub off each other, but even fictional characters based on the information you've given me will enjoy healthy representation, so don't feel that you have to find a real-life avatar to suit your interests. Already we have some very interesting fictional personalities, as well as the likes of the Belgian Foreign Minister, the Japanese Foreign Minister, the Italian Premier Victoria Orlando, and several other real-life people. I can't wait to factor them into the equation, but I'm also looking forward to seeing how the fictional people do too. Another question which is important to address is, how do I scheme and form a plot? Well, the easiest way to scheme and create successful plots is to find like-minded people in your nation's delegation, or even outside of it, and to come to an agreement on a certain plot. The more people involved in a plot and the more capable their avatars, the more likely their plot is to succeed, as the easier the dice rolls odds of success. It is impossible to definitively list all potential dice rolls, but by default we'll be using a 20-sided dice and the RPG Simple Dice app, since it's easier and tidier than faffing about with physical dice. The more people that are involved in a plot, the more numbers will constitute a successful roll. For example, if only three people are involved in the plot, then only three numbers, generally one, two, and three, will constitute a successful dice roll. However, if there are ten, 
then 10 numbers will be successful, while 15 will render 15 numbers, etc. This means that if you can get 20 people on board with your scheme, then it will succeed without question, but that will be a great challenge all by itself, so I'm not too worried about things being unbalanced. Again, all plots must be forwarded to me each Wednesday by 5pm GMT, the same deadline as the voting forms, complete with a list of the schemers involved in the plot. Plots are best formed over the Facebook group by simply inviting others to take part. This is how the truly unique events will be formed, so make sure you join the Facebook group and participate here to get the very most out of the delegation game. Be ambitious and creative with your plots. What can an American avatar offer to his Belgian, Polish or Japanese counterparts? Also be self-interested where you feel your avatar might have been. Does the plot benefit you or your avatar's end goals? Do you want to betray your fellow plotters with the idea of gaining credit with the real power brokers at the conference? How you behave is up to you, but the more active you are, the more you'll get out of the game. So we should also make a note on character speculation. By the time the game begins and before your avatar takes his or her seat, each of you should have filled out the delegation game character form, or else I'll be chasing you down with some impolite emails. And I don't want to do that. I probably won't do that. I'll probably be very polite. But please do send me your stuff by the 14th of January, because it reduces the stress that I'm feeling at the moment, and will help everything run smoothly. The delegation game character forms will inform me of your character's strengths, weaknesses, likes, dislikes and goals. It will help me speculate about extraneous detail when building each episode, and it will affect how each of your avatar's interests with both one another and the wider peace conference progress. You don't have to do anything for this system to work, but it does work best the more detail you provide. Once you send me in your delegation game form, you don't have to do anything for me to speculate on how your character gets on. But the more detail you provide me, the better this game will work. What necessary proportions of the form you do not fill in, I will speculate on myself based on other evidence. For example, if your Belgian delegate despises boring conversations or Italians, then he is likely to avoid both of these and to spend time with people that feel similarly. Character speculation is unlikely to have a massive impact on the course of the delegation game. That will be down to votes and plots in the weekly challenges, but it will inform secondary events, such as random encounters between different delegates or opportunities which may open up. It will also add personality to the delegation game and influence your avatar's response to stress, to criticism, or to offers of mutual assistance. Is your avatar rude, patient, multilingual, or secretly batting for the communists? All of these aspects of their character will be factored in, and I will be in charge of representing them adequately. Occasionally, developments which emerge from this character speculation will have effects which carry over into the subsequent weeks, and they may even have a snowball effect on the entire game. These wildcard incidents ensure that this game provides a dynamic experience for everyone, and it adds an element of unpredictability. In short, it's best to provide as much detail as possible by filling in all the blanks, but also by being realistic about your avatar. No individual was excellent at all things, and any avatars which appear extremely overpowered will be nerfed. It sounds obvious, but because these avatars constitute our main focus for these episodes, we'll be spending less time examining the pace of truly historic events, because remember, that's what the actual Versailles anniversary project is for. 
So certain things to bear in mind when playing the delegation game. First and foremost, suspend your disbelief. There was, of course, no facility for Theodore Roosevelt to travel to Paris on behalf of America in 1919. This would have happened over Woodrow Wilson's dead body. Nor was there any chance that a Hungarian countess could come all the way from her miniature colony in Thailand to receive any audience. Yet these characters and many others have been selected as your avatars and they will be present at Paris for the next several months. For this game to work and for all of us to have the most fun, we're going to have to suspend our disbelief as to what would realistically have been possible in 1919. That said, plots and goals must be within the realm of realism, and they have been so far. So no attempting to go to the moon or invent atomic energy, etc., please. Considering the sheer volume of work which the big three faced into, there was obviously no chance that they would waste their time on minor individuals, no matter their nationality. But, of course, this won't be the case for our delegation game. The idea will be toyed with so that when votes are held on the weekly challenges, these votes will return a certain result. This result will be inflicted upon the big three with varying degrees of hostility and success. There will be certain exceptions to this rule, but, for example, there would hardly be much point voting for an alternative rival version of the League of Nations to appear if we follow the logic which dictates that this alternative would never have seen the light of day in the real version of the Paris Peace Conference. Another thing you need to know is that there's no research necessary. I've seen some questions asking about research or reading, but this is not something players need to engage in, unless of course they want to. The delegation game is supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to add to your workload, it's supposed to add to mine. The minimum requirement sees you responding to my email each week and sending me your voting decisions, but it is not essential to scheme, to interact with other players, or even to listen to the weekly episodes. What I will say is that the more you put in, the more you get back. That theme we keep coming back to. So the more active players and plotters and schemers are, this will feature more heavily into the episodes, it will make them more interesting, and it will make you more likely to listen, purely because the impact of the activities requires mention and comment as it shapes the overall story. So now we're going to look at some frequently asked questions. If anything emerges here that you're unsure about, just contact me and I'll be sure to clarify it for you. So first of all, question one. Help! Where do I begin when making my character? Well, the answer to this is that you should begin with what interests you most. There's little point in selecting or imagining someone from an obscure nationality without first asking the question, do I care about this person's mission or struggles, and will I be content to follow them all the way through this story? Another question. I don't understand how the delegation game works. Could you explain blank to me again? My answer to that is, well, certainly, contact me through any of the usual channels and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. If you're confused about the working processes or structure of this game, I would advise you to hold back a little bit, develop your avatar, and listen to the first or second episodes to see everything in action. Hopefully afterwards, much of your questions will be addressed. And don't worry about being too late, it's not the end of the world. Another question. I already support the podcast on Patreon. Can I take part as a delegate? The answer to this is a resounding yes. So long as you're supporting the podcast at the $6 level or above, you are eligible. Just make sure to let me know about your avatar so I can properly plug you into the game. Question. When will the episodes be released? The answer to this is when we launch on the 18th of January 2019, a week from today. A dedicated episode on the delegation game will be released every Friday for 24 weeks until we wrap things up in a nice little bundle on the 5th of July. 
Question. Can I use a pre-existing historical character as my avatar? Answer. Absolutely. And I would encourage you to do this if you don't know where to start and are looking for some inspiration. We already have, as I noted, Teddy Roosevelt, the Belgian foreign minister, the Japanese foreign minister, and Vittorio Orlando taking part. And I'm sure more historical figures will be en route. The only qualification is that you can't choose to roleplay as any of the big three. So you can't be Woodrow Wilson, Clemenceau, or Lloyd George. Other than that, as long as you let me know who from history you're choosing, the sky is the limit. Another question. This seems really complex. Where do I start? Well, as I said, start with the kind of character you want to play. What kind of person do you think the Paris Peace Conference needed? Do you want to make a better Treaty of Versailles a reality? Or do you want to simply tear it all down and watch it burn? There's a place for everyone here, but just make sure that you're ready for the consequences. Question, how will you determine the structure? Well, the answer to this is at the end of each weekly episode, I will make you aware of the challenges which would have faced those at the Peace Conference a century before, and I will make a note of what you'll be asked to vote about the next week. These challenges normally take the form of the decisions which were made or passed during the actual conference, and I will be presenting you guys with several opportunities to help you alter what takes place. As I said, though, this is just to ensure we have a broad structure, with it being likely that messes will be made that change the conventional timeline will be adapting accordingly depending on what you crazy delegates decide to do. Question. I didn't join before the Paris Peace Conference opened on the 18th of January 2019. Is it still worth taking part? My answer to this is absolutely. No matter what stage you join the Paris Peace Conference at, your avatar will have a place. That place is determined by our character's traits, which you will be deciding, or which you can leave to me if you prefer. It is preferable, just for the sake of my own sanity, that people join at the earlier times, but I won't begrudge you if you join later, and I'll happily welcome you with open arms. The real challenge is ingratiating yourself towards your fellow delegates, and making yourself familiar enough with how this game works, so that you can play a proper role. Question. What kind of tips would you give for starting out in this process? Well, the answer to this is find some allies. In a process akin to the board game diplomacy, your ability to arrange deals with other delegates can increase your power and influence within this fantasy world, and you can find these deals wherever it suits you, be it on Facebook, Twitter, or anywhere else. Just make sure to let me know when a deal is struck and who is taking part in it so I can factor in that scheme and plot when I sit down to record. As always, every Wednesday by 5pm GMT, that is the deadline for sending me stuff relating to the latest episode of this game. So make sure you get it in by then. Question. What character will you be choosing, Zach? Answer. Well, none. Because in line with the Dungeon Master role in Dungeons & Dragons, it will be up to me to organise you crazy delegates and make sure everything goes smoothly, even if someone decides to murder everyone to death a few days into it. But don't do this. Question, how long will this process take? Well, the answer is that the delegation game will run for a total of 24 weeks, and it will be over when the Versailles anniversary project ends. Provisionally on the 28th of June 2019, when the Treaty of Versailles was signed, with a conclusion episode coming the following week on the 5th of July, to tie everything together and reflect on the lovely mess we all made together. Question, what do we do afterwards? Do all the delegates say goodbye? My answer to this is, I don't see why we should. You may or may not know that we'll be tackling the Thirty Years' War from October 2019, and I don't see why we couldn't apply the delegation game concept to that pivotal conflict 
or to the peace conference which followed it at Westphalia, especially if this iteration of the game takes off. This of course is a provisional plan, and if we don't go along with it and we just say goodbye afterwards, perhaps those at the $6 level would simply prefer to decrease their pledge to the $5 level, and still avail of that sweet extra content every month. The idea is that this whole delegate thing is an experiment, and it's a game, and it's not going to last forever, but it doesn't mean that we all have to wave goodbye and forget about it when it's done. Question. This whole thing is freaking insane. How did you come up with it, you big nerd? Well, the answer to this is that it was a combination of things. Spitballing ways to increase engagement with the podcast, wanting to make something new, dynamic and fun that nobody else had done before, and of course, looking for us to have some way to all nerd out historically together without judgement. Inspired by that feeling you get when a game of diplomacy facilitates a series of backstabbing agreements or sneaky dealings among your so-called friends, the delegation game is designed to mirror this experience, but with the added benefit of having yours truly tracing and narrating everything that goes down. Question, and this is the last one, what if it all falls apart and fails epically? The answer to this is that, at least, we'll be able to laugh about it later. No, but seriously, I have a good feeling about this, and if we do get too tangled up for our own good, or if it starts to feel too much like work and it does fall to pieces, then refunds will of course be issued, and we'll all pretend as though nothing ever happened. So that's the delegation game, guys. If you've any outstanding questions, contact me through the usual channels, but make sure in the meantime you check in regularly with our Facebook group, keep up with your emails, and listen in to the weekly episodes to get the most out of this groundbreaking explosion of nerdiness. Any questions? WDFpodcast at hotmail.com. And you can sign up by going to patreon.com forward slash when diplomacy fails. I hope to see you guys there. Thanks so much to those that have decided to take part already. And thanks to those that listened here and are considering signing up now. I hope to see you in Paris on the 18th of January. But if not, I hope you keep on listening to the anniversary project. And... Don't make fun of me too much for being a massive history nerd. Alrighty, guys, take care, and I'll be seeing you all soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.